This is Faithful Sayings, broadcast by the Leon Valley Church of Christ. Good to be with you today and looking forward to studying with you and continuing our reading of Proverbs, which is where we're going to be today. We have thus far just been going basically chapter by chapter through the book of Proverbs and examining those speeches from the father to his son and looking at that content and and uh, talking about the beginning of wisdom and so on and so forth. And now we're at the point where the actual Proverbs begin, whereas um, before, you know, we have, again, those speeches. Now we get to those little short kind of couplets or one-liner sayings that are designed to be easy to remember, uh, like we're familiar with in our own language, like you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. And so we're to that section of the book now, uh, which is the bulk of the book where we find those kinds of Proverbs. And so what we're going to do is uh, from here on out, kind of break the book up into uh, topical studies. So rather than go by chapter, uh, from chapter to chapter like we've been doing, we're just going to um, start singing, singling out Proverbs that have uh, that speak to the same subject, to the same issue, uh, and, and go about that way. And the first, the first topic that we're going to talk about is work. The writer addresses a number of different topics like marriage and relationships and uh, debt and sex, and um, we're going to focus on this particular topic this morning, wisdom on the job. So uh, I want to start with this quote from a guy named Sam Ewing. I don't know anything about him, but uh, I like this quote, and I thought it'd be a good good introduction for our study today. He says, hard work spotlights the character of people. Hard work spotlights the character of people. Some turn up their sleeves, some turn up, some turn up their noses, and some don't turn up at all. Uh, and I like that. It's so succinct and so perfect. It's so true uh, that uh, our character is reflected in how we approach our our work, our vocation. You know, work is an integral, integral part of our lives, at least it, it should be. If we are able-bodied and capable, uh, we need to uh, work. The Bible teaches us to, to provide for our families and for ourselves. And so it's a big part of our day. Uh, you might say it's, you know, it's, it's all of our day uh, for most of us. And as uh, we noted from the outset, it, it indicates to some degree who, who we are. It plays a vital role in our, our, our the pattern of our lives as we go about uh, day to day. It, it plays a large part in uh, our social circles, right? Who um, who we spend a lot of our time with ultimately becomes uh, is, is a result of who we work with, uh, where we live. So, you know, it, it can dictate that even. Um, so before, you know, think about... Uh, the apostles, for example, you know, before they were called to be apostles, Peter was a fisherman, Paul was a tent maker uh, and Pharisee. Uh, Matthew worked for the IRS of his day. So, um, you know, we have godly men and uh, women engaged in, in good hard work. And we should be, all Christians should be engaged in honest uh, hard hard work and and do do the best they can at their vocation whatever that may be Ephesians 4:28 tells us let the thief no longer steal but rather let him labor doing honest work with his own hands so that he may have something to share with anyone in need uh, so we can see another reason uh, apart from supporting our families and ourselves uh, another reason that we work is to have an abundance in case someone is in need and we can have something then to share with them and, and support them. And so Proverbs has a whole lot to say about jobs and work ethic and the reward of labor. And we're just going to single out uh, some of those things this morning, uh, some of those things today, rather. And um, 
I'm going to begin in Proverbs chapter 10, verses 1 through 5. Uh, so the first, some of the first Proverbs we come across speak to the need for diligence uh, in labor and the consequences of laziness. Uh, so we have this contrast. In Proverbs 10 and verse 1, A wise son makes a father glad, but a foolish son is a grief to his mother. Ill-gotten gains do not profit, but righteousness delivers from death. The Lord will not allow the righteous to hunger, but he will reject the craving of the wicked. Poor is he who works with a negligent hand, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. He who gathers in summer is a son who acts wisely, but he who sleeps in harvest is a son who acts shamefully. Whoever is slack in his work uh, is a brother to him who destroys. And that last part is from Proverbs 18 and verse 9. So we have these contrasts. Uh, right off the bat, between hard work and laziness, or even working with a negligent hand, um, that also is is considered sinful. And the writer says, "Poor is somebody who does who does who works with a negligent negligent hand." And um, over and over again, we just have this reminder that laziness laziness is a life destroying defect. Um, spir- spiritually, it, it affects us. Well, it's a spiritual problem first of all. Um, you know, if we're, if we're lazy, that's a spiritual issue. It's a, it's an unwillingness. It's an attitude problem. It's an unwillingness to learn and grow and produce fruit for, for God. And that will end the, the final judgment yield death as well. So not only is there, are there terrible consequences for it here and now when we, uh, you know, we suffer we uh, it can lead to poverty. It can lead to a number of different things. Um, and, but ultimately in, in the judgment, it yields spiritual death. And slackness in one's vocation, uh, you know, we just think about, you know, the good employee versus the bad employee. What are some of the characteristics of, of those? Well, we think of a bad employee as one who is who is slack, who uh, doesn't do uh, their job, whatever the case may be, to the, to, the, uh, the, to the best of their ability. And that leads to reprimands. It can even lead to termination of employment, getting fired, you know, and, that, and then that in turn removes... Um, their source of, of income, it robs them and, and their dependence of, of needed support, uh, whoever's relying on them. You know, they have a family. So, so lots of people suffer, not just, not just us as individuals, but, um, you know, it can have adverse consequences on others. Solomon calls the sluggard in Proverbs chapter 6. He says, consider, uh, he calls us to consider the ways of the ant um, and how the ant takes an initiative to provide for itself to avoid to avoid starvation. Uh, so that's Proverbs chapter 6, if you want to turn there with me for just a moment. Proverbs 6, and then you drop down to verse 6, somewhere in there, and we're going to go down to verse 11. Solomon says, Go to the ant, O sluggard, observe her ways, and be wise, which, having no chief, officer, or ruler, prepares her food in the summer and gathers her provision in the harvest. How long will you lie down, O sluggard? When will you arise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. Your poverty will come up, come in like a vagabond, and your need like an armed man. Uh, so there are the consequences again, the warnings. Um, you know, even if you don't have a chief or officer, or ruler like the ant. So even if there's nobody in authority over you, um, which you know that's not the case for most of us in our work, still be the person who takes the initiative uh, to provide for yourself, to do a good job. And and sadly, most folks refuse to find significance. In their vocation, uh, you know, whatever whatever your hand finds to do, do it do it to the best of your ability. Whether that's a 
uh, as a, a, const- a custodian or, um, you know, working for a cleaning service or um, teaching or working at a fast food place or whether you're a doctor, whatever the case may be, um, if it's honest work, then it, it's it's honorable and do it to the best of, of your ability. You're, so, you're working to support yourself and, and your family. You're, you're generating, you know, Ephesians 4.29, you're generating revenue to share with those in need. Um, and we we can't afford, you know, sadly there's this seems to be this attitude among a lot of people as as work being uh, an evil that has to be avoided. And I, I just don't get that. You know, there's there's no shame in good, honest, hard work. Um, you know, it's we sh- we need to work to garner material compensation. Um, and that's not the ultimate goal of work, um, but we should have in mind what we're going to use that for, you know, to give to those in need, to support our families, to give to the work of God. Um, Colossians 3.23, I've alluded to a number of times already. That's where Paul says, Whatever you do, uh, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. And remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward and that the master you are serving is Christ. And so... There again, we, we see this principle that all honest, honorable work is primarily for the Lord. Uh, so we need to remember that's that's worth remembering that He's watching us labor and He is calling us to um, whatever our vocation is. Ultimately, use that to serve to serve Him and the purpose that He's He's called us to. You know, we're we're striving to be the best worker in our vocation for him, not necessarily for ourselves. We're now we're gonna benefit to be sure if we grow and improve and develop professionally and, and so on and so forth. There are benefits to be had, but ultimately we're we're working for him and we're trying to bring glory glory to him. And so Paul says work heartily. And in, in other words, don't dither about. Don't make excuses. Don't be lazy. Don't be the negligent hand. Don't be the guy, don't be the bad employee who's slack and who everybody knows is is the the weak you know the weak link in the chain you know we're we're to be all workers in the Lord's vineyard um and I, you know not necessarily I'm not talking about uh you know religious work or or being a full-time evangelist that's not what I'm saying that everybody needs to drop what they're doing um in in their secular work and then just spend all their time preaching to people and teaching people no we should be teaching people and being good examples through those jobs that we already have we can evangelize in those in those places in those jobs and, and be workers in the Lord's vineyard for in, in, in that way, as we are striving to to serve Him and do our work heartily as we work to support our family. So a, a wise person, from Solomon's perspective, from the biblical perspective, a wise person is working not just for money, but to glorify God and serve Him through his or her job to the best of her ability. And then, generally speaking, as the proverbs are, you know, they're they're general, they're generalisms. You know, generally speaking, you you will be rewarded for your hard work, and that'll lead to increased revenue and promotions and things like this. Um, you know, one of the telltale signs of laziness is uh, another one of the telltale signs of laziness, I should say, is uh, the undue pursuit of sleep and recreational pleasures. So. We all need to rest, and everyone needs sleep. And if we're working hard, we are, are certainly going to need it a, a lot more. Uh, but we have to make sure that we're not resting before we're tired. We have to make sure we're not resting before we're tired. Uh, again, Proverbs chapter six, going back to 
um, uh, Proverbs 6 and verse 9, just backing up a little bit. Uh, How long will you lie down, O sluggard? Uh, When will you arise from your sleep? And so Solomon is calling uh, the lazy person to consider the ant and and be diligent and take the initiative. He asks the question, how long will you lie down? How long are you going to to be there? When are you going to get up from your sleep? And so one of the characteristics of a lazy person is that they don't get out of bed on time for work and they're perpetually late. And, and perhaps because, you know, this is related to another issue, maybe they're overindulging in their appetite for fun late into the night. And so they're not sleeping well and they're not getting enough sleep and they're sleeping in. Um, and even though they know they should get up, uh, they, they don't. And the writer says, as a door turns on its hinges, so does the sluggard on his bed in Proverbs 26 and verse 14. Uh, so they're just kind of laying there fl- flopping around, unwilling to get out of bed. And when he finally does get out of bed and get to work, he does as little as possible. And so this is so again, it's an attitude problem that, that leads to that shapes your life. It becomes a pattern. Um, and 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 everybody can see it. We may think that we're just, you know, um, we're the only one who knows, but uh, but other people see it. They you know, they take notice of bad work just as much as they do good work and bad attitudes as they do good attitudes. So uh, let's let's not fall into that pattern. Let's be good examples and, and hard workers. You know, another symptom is a lack of initiative. We talked about this. You know, though the ant has no ruler or chief or officer, um, Proverbs 6 and verses 7 and 8, she still prepares for winter and the summer. And for a lazy person, it's almost as if they have to be forced to work. You know, even if they have a boss, you know, the boss has to constantly be riding them. If the boss leaves the room, then a lazy person is going to pull up solitaire on the computer or mahjong or something like this uh, instead of instead of taking the initiative and, and following through with what they're getting paid to do. Uh, Ephesians 6 verses 6 and 7 says, We are to work with fear and trembling and sincerity of heart as to Christ, not by way of eye service as men pleasers, but as slaves of Christ doing the will of God from the heart. So, not just doing it to be seen, in other words, uh, just to please other people, uh, but because we're trying to do a good job for our Lord and we're trying to be good examples and and show um, what the character of Christ is. Who you know, he was he was unyielding in in everything that he did. You know, he he walked everywhere. He was you know we see him in John chapter four being wearied from the journey, but he was always going to teach or preach and and seizing opportunities where. He found them in his work, and so we want to reflect that same kind of attitude and that same kind of diligence in our lives. And if we if we fail in this, if we're failing in our secular work, then we're we're failing our God. If we're fail, if we're being lazy, if we're not doing what we're being paid to do, it's like we have to be forced to work. And if we're taking advantage of you know the boss leaving the room or uh, whatever the case may be, we're we're being you know we're failing our God, and we're 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 becoming a destructive force within our working community. Uh, we're, we're poor stewards of the resources God has entrusted to us, and we're detrimental to whoever we're working for, and they're going to see that. And that's just not who Christians should be. Christians are to be a blessing to, to people um, in, in every respect, and, and what we say to them and how we treat them and how we work for them, how we work for others. Proverbs 10 and verse 26 says, Like vinegar to the teeth, and smoke to the eyes, so is the lazy person uh, to those who send him. 
So laziness doesn't happen in a vacuum. You know, the sluggard is not only, again, destroying himself, he's not only hurting himself and his prospects and his future, but he's, he's hurting his employer's business, right? And also his own family. His wife is frustrated, uh, discouraged, and disheartened, right? If, if dad can't hold a job, his children are going to see that. His children are going to be corrupted by his bad example, and he's, he's going to suffer the judgment of God ultimately for that. 1 Timothy 5 and verse 8, anyone who does not provide for their relatives and especially for their own household, has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. The next point I want to make is from Proverbs 15 and verse 19, that the way of the lazy is as a hedge of thorns. The way of the lazy is as a hedge of thorns. And so that doesn't sound very pleasant or easy, right? A hedge of thorns. You ever tried to walk through one of those? It's very painful and agonizing. And we think about the, you know, what flows as a result of laziness and being a bad worker and having a bad attitude, um, a lot of times that ends in just being fired, you know, and and that leads to a host of other problems if you don't have revenue. So he will be poor. Again, verse 11 of chapter 6, your poverty will come in like a vagabond and your need like an armed man. Uh, Proverbs 10 and verse 4, poor is he who works with a negligent hand. Proverbs 20 and verse 13, do not love sleep or you will become poor. A sluggard may even starve. Proverbs 19 and verse 15, an idle man will suffer hunger. And so this is this is the way of God. God allows idle, lazy people to suffer the consequences of their actions. He's not interested in, in, in enabling that person, right? There's a difference between someone who is uh, unable to work in his handicap and, and, and the one who is just unwilling, unwilling to work, not because they're handicapped, but they are very much able body and they are just being unwilling to do so and, and to be lazy and to pound the pavement and find the job. Um, I remember, uh, uh, an example of a, uh, of a, uh, a young black man after the, I think it was in the late forties. So he, he had served in the, uh, I think they were the man of Fort Marines. They're kind of like the, the equivalent of the, the Tuskegee, Tuskegee airmen for world war two. Uh, but there was only about 20,000 of them, the Marines who served in the Marines, all African American. And he, uh, uh, served for the whole war and he was, uh, um, uh, cooking on Navy ships and had a ton of experience in, in doing that. And then after the war, he comes back home to the States and uh, no one will give him a job uh, because of the color of his skin. And and sometimes instead of saying that, you know, most people would say that, but a lot of times they would just say, no, you have any references? And he would say, you know, no, he was living in a new new location, new place. And and uh, and so he would end up going around um, to different places and telling them, I'll work for you for free. I'll cook for you for free if you'll just give me a reference. Right, so a good reference, so I can be hired down the road at, at, at these other places and get paid to work. Um, but there are people who weren't, who weren't willing to do that. Um, eventually, he found a job. Uh, I, th- I think uh, as a, in a custodian type work, and uh, but at any rate, that that shows the kind of diligence that God expects of us. All right, that, so the day after day, that man was refused, and and uh, but he wasn't a failure. Even though he wasn't earning any income, he was he was willing, he was trying, and that's that's the point. We have to make the effort. He wasn't being idle at all, uh, and eventually he he found that found that job and was able to support his family and 
eventually save enough to buy his own restaurant and start or start his own restaurant, rather. So God allows lazy and idle people to suffer the consequences of their action. But those those who are willing to get out there and you know put their their nose to the grinder, they're going to they're going to be rewarded. Somebody's going to take notice, and and in the end, they they were going to be rewarded spiritually. Uh, we don't have to you know to take that to take the path of laziness. That's the good news. You know, we may not always feel like going to work or feel like giving our best, but that's irrelevant. You know, God commands us to do just that, to work heartily. And God's commands are to be obeyed despite feelings and despite circumstances. You know, what if you give into your feelings and allow them or your mood to dictate your behavior and work ethic and you allow them to do that every single day? You're going to suffer many regrets. And when you reflect on your life, in the end, you're going to see unfulfilled ambitions, wasted opportunities, and failure. Proverbs 21, verses 25 through 26, The desire of the sluggard puts him to death, for his hands refuse to work. So lazy people have desires, and their desires are not to work, but please self. And and Solomon is saying that's going to lead to death, physical and spiritual, if your hands refuse to work. Proverbs 13, 4, all day long he is craving the soul of the sluggard, craves and gets nothing. Proverbs 10, 5, he will be a disgrace in his family and community. God, you know, God designed us to work and to work hardly again to gain satisfaction from work. Have we ever thought about that? That there is there is satisfaction and joy to be found in just work, work itself. If we're doing it wholeheartedly. Ecclesiastes 2.24, There is nothing better for a man than to eat and drink and tell himself that his labor is good. This also I have seen that it is from the hand of God. And so the ability to work, the, the capability to work, it's it's from God and it's a, it's a gift. It's, it's from his hand, Solomon says in Ecclesiastes 2 and verse 24, uh, that this is something that we can find and should find satisfaction in uh, because we're using our time in service to others. Uh, certainly we're benefiting from from our jobs as well in a number of different ways, but um, ultimately we're working for others. A man will be relieved and happy when he has put his heart into his work and done his very best. But what he says or does otherwise will rob him of peace with himself and more importantly with, with God. Uh, so let's do our work heartily as the scripture instructs, regardless of how we feel, even if we're less than 100%. Let's try to give 100%, do our very best, remembering that we represent Jesus Christ in the world and that we want to reflect his attitude, his work ethic, his diligence every day so that people may see him in us. Appreciate you tuning in. I'm Jason Garcia, and this has been Faithful Sayings.